Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, July 31st at 11 a.m. in New York. So let's get after it. This past week was an extremely busy one for global central banks, with the Fed and European Central Bank raising interest rates again by 25 basis points while leaving the door open to either more hikes or pausing indefinitely. They remain data dependent. However, the biggest change may have come from the Bank of Japan. More specifically, the Bank of Japan decided to get the ball rolling on ending its long-standing policy of yield curve control, a policy under which it maintains a cap on interest rates across the curve. This is an important pivot in our view as it signals the Bank of Japan's willingness to join the fight against inflation. In short, it's incrementally hawkish for global bond markets. For U.S. equity investors, the main focus has been on the Fed getting closer to the end of its tightening campaign. The key question from investors is whether that means the Fed has orchestrated a soft landing or if a recession is unavoidable. While many investors remain skeptical of the soft landing outcome, equity markets have traded so well this year that these same investors have been swayed into thinking a soft landing is now the highest probability outcome. We believe equity markets are in a classic policy-driven late-cycle rally. Furthermore, the excitement over a Fed pause has been supported by a very strong fiscal impulse and a still supportive global liquidity backdrop even with central banks tightening. The latest example of a similar late-cycle period occurred in 2019. Back then, a robust rally in equities was driven almost exclusively by valuations rather than earnings, like this year. Both then and now, mega-cap growth stocks were the best performers as equity market internals processed a path to easier monetary policy and lower interest rates. The 2019 analogy suggests more index-level upside from here. However, we would note that the Fed was already cutting interest rates for a good portion of 2019, leaving 10-year Treasury yields 200 basis points lower than they are today. Nevertheless, equity valuations are 5% higher now than in 2019. The other scenario is that we are in a new cyclical upturn, and growth is about to reaccelerate sharply for both the economy and earnings. While we're open-minded to this new view materializing next year, we'd like to see a broader swath of business cycle indicators inflect higher, breath improve, and short-term interest rates come down before adjusting our stance in this regard. In other words, the current progression of these factors does not yet look like prior new cyclical upturns. Meanwhile, earnings season has been a fade the news so far, with the average stock down about 1% post-results. This is worse than the past eight quarters where stocks were flat to up. While hardly a disaster, we think companies will have to start delivering better sales growth to outperform from here. On that score, even the large-cap growth stocks have been mostly cost-cutting stories to date. Another interesting observation over the past month is that the worst-performing sectors are starting to exhibit the best breadth of performance, namely energy, utilities, and healthcare. Industrials is the only leading sector with improving breadth. Given the uncertainty that remains about the economic outcome and central bank policy, investors should look to the laggards with good breadth for relative performance catch-up. Our top picks are healthcare, utilities, and energy. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. It helps more people to find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.